Welcome to The Heightening. Please be aware in this episode, we discuss childhood trauma. fulfill God's purpose in their lives. We are women who are being elevated to a level of intentionality and empowerment to lead the life we were created to live. Please welcome our host, Yolanda Caldwell. Hello, ladies of the heightening. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. I am excited to have with me Tracy Akins. She is a sought after speaker, motivator, entrepreneur, and coach. A lifelong learner and educator, she holds a master's degree in business education. Tracy continued her love of teaching from the formal classroom to the life classroom affectionately known as the authenticity coach. She is best known for her ability to encourage, equip, and empower others to walk fully into their purpose as their authentic self. Tracy is the founder of the annual Leading Ladies Women's Conference designed to bring women together for transformation and empowerment in their lives. As founder of Coffee Time with Tracy, you can get daily inspiration via social media to help you command your day and win. You can also find her speaking on a variety of platforms from conferences, women's organizations, and the pulpit. Ladies of the Heightening, join me in welcoming Tracy to our show. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Yolanda. How are you today? I am well. I'm so excited to be with you on today. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, we are the ones who are blessed to have you join us. So ladies, I want you to know that here at The Heightening, our women are striving to live an authentic, intentional, and an empowered life. And that's not always easy. You're known as the authenticity coach. Share how you got that name. Well, I believe in being very transparent and just being who I am. And it took a process to get there. And so what I found is, especially women of influence, whether it's from the pulpit, social media, corporate corporate jobs, they can't often be themselves. And so what I did is I did the work. I was tired of living what I call imposter syndrome. I was tired of living what everybody else expected me to live. And then on the inside, I really wasn't. And so it took me a process of really being real with myself to understand what was not working for me and what was, and then really asking God to show me and unpack the layers so that I can walk into truly who I am so that I could truly worship him in spirit and in truth. And, you know, we don't want to talk about the negatives. We don't want to put our stuff out there. And God took me through a period of just totally being transparent um, so that I could see not only how I was transforming, but how others would transform as a result of sharing it. Listen, you have like preached a whole sermon right there so we can (laughs) shut the mic and we can go ahead and pack it up. That journey to transparency, you know, a lot of times when people are trying to do their come up and have their business or become who they want to be, they're always networking. They're always trying to meet the right person, trying to get their stuff in front of Oprah, trying to, you know, connect with the right people. 
I have a saying that came out of my personal journey. The hardest person to meet is yourself. That is so true. Because truthfully, when we look in the mirror, we don't like who we see. Right. And so I'll take on, well, you know what? I like the way Yolanda does this. So I'm going to put that on. And I like the way Terry does this. So I'm going to put that on. And what we do is we put layers on top of layers. And then we look in the mirror and go, I don't like who that is, but I have no idea who I am. You know, I remember looking at my husband going, I'm more than your wife. I'm more than their mother. I'm more than the pastor. And he said, well, who are you? And I couldn't answer. Mm. That was a wake up call. He was like, okay, Tracy, well, well, who are you? And I could not answer. And that was part of like realizing that I needed to do this work. And I realized that y'all, we don't like to heal. And in order to discover who you are, you got to be willing to go back and visit the places that caused you to layer up in the first place. Mm. I know people like to level up, but what you just said is we layer up. Oh, we layer up. And not just in the wintertime because it's cold. You know, we layer up because we're masking emotions. You know, we're layering up because we're hiding hurts. We're laying up because we have our own insecurities. You know, I can remember uh, my aunt, I was about maybe 10, 11 years old. She had this little girls group and she said, if you could change one thing about you, what would it be? And I automatically said my eyes and they were looking at me like, well, you got hazel eyes. They're beautiful. Why you feel that way? Because everybody that met me would always start with, you have such beautiful eyes. And so although they meant it as a compliment, to me, it meant you couldn't see me beyond that. So I used to say, well, what if my eyes were just brown? Would you notice me? What if my eyes, you know, look black? Would you still notice me? And so where everybody else saw this as this great attribute, I was just like, they can't see me. That's all they see. Like you said, something that God has created in us to make us unique or make us stand out sometimes can be the thing that prevents people from getting deeper. Yes. Yes. And, you know, at the time you're like, okay. And so I remember my aunt pausing and looking at me like, what? Like, <laughs> where did you come with that from? But it, and it was also a layer that I didn't know yeah. because I was, I was touched by a cousin of mine. Right. And so in my head, it was the attraction to the eyes that you saw me as something that I, I didn't even see myself as. You know, and so I was just like, well, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have this kind of attraction. And so it 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 was the beginning of the process. Listen, women, if you're listening today, I, I want you to hear our heart. It is painful to revisit childhood trauma but it is necessary, it is necessary to be everything that God called you to be. You cannot stand in authenticity. It is very difficult to be intentional and it is almost impossible to be empowered if you are still trapped by a childhood trauma. Exactly, because you know what? Makeup can cover it up, but it's temporal. Mm. Right. You can go work out and think you're working out all your frustration. Your body may look great, but it's temporal. And so what happens to our trauma when we cover it up and we're not authentic? It shows up in our relationships with men or our spouses. It shows up with our relationship with our girlfriends. It shows up in our relationship with our coworkers. It shows up with how we serve in ministry. 
It shows up with how we see our pastors. And so you show up, but you never show up as you. Because when you're home by yourself and those traumas resurface or you smell something that reminds you and puts you back in a place, then you can never be authentic. But what I found is when I said, okay, God, I want to really be me. I don't want to be anybody else. I've never desired to be in front of, you know, I'm not a circuit preacher. I don't have a circuit. (laughs) I have wherever God decides for me to go, you know. And I never desired to be on those kind of platforms because one thing I could recognize is the inauthenticity in people that were hiding behind a title or by hiding mm-hmm. behind a marriage or hiding behind a church or hiding behind their job because they didn't want anybody to get close enough to see their scars. And so specifically in these last three years, which because I thought, now let me help you because I thought I was authentic. Like I thought I had done it. I can I can tell you it was on my 38th birthday. I put on my first pair of stilettos and some skinny <laughs> jeans. And I was like, I'm here. And if you don't like it, too bad, because I'm being me. But y'all, uh, it was really just another layer. It was okay. Now I'm not gonna fit the stereotype of what you call a first lady. Because at that time, you know, first ladies wasn't wearing stilettos and in mm-hmm. skinny jeans. Now there's a time and place for everything, you know. But I was determined not to fit that stereotype that I had to be in a St. John suit and I had to have a big hat. That ain't me on a good day. <laughs> like, it's no one outside and you can't get me to get a, put a hat on because I'll admit I, I'm a little vain when it comes to my hair. Girl, girl, yeah. let's not have that conversation. Okay. So I, I can't flatten it out. and I'll, No, I'll, I'll work with it. You know, so sidebar. But I thought that was like I was coming out. Right. Then you hit 40 and you're like, I'm 40. I'm fabulous. I'm 40. Okay. But I still wasn't. And it was about two and a half years ago where I really said, I have to do the work. And I was challenged to um, create something from a pain point in my life. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to do it. And when I did it, I was sitting reading what I had written. And what I was getting ready to post, because, you know, when you post on social media, you post to the world. You can't take it back. You know, you think you deleted, but somebody has already screenshotted. And I said, God, if I put this out there, that means everybody's going to know. Now, my church people knew, close friends knew, but I was just like, now the world would know. And he said to me, if you want me to use you in your authentic truth, you got to let it go. And so I posted about mountains and I began to share my mountains. I shared how I had an abortion, how I had been molested. I, I shared stuff that people are like, why would I wasn't gloating in it? Right. I was just saying, hey, I had the ability to speak to this mountain and maybe your mountain looks like mine. And I want you to know that you have the power to speak to it and be rid of the guilt, be rid of the shame, be rid of the mask. And can I tell you that when I hit post, immediately the next level of deliverance came and I began to just weep. Mm. I wasn't ashamed. I wasn't held captive, but I began to weep because I felt the next level of freedom in my life and the responses. And I wasn't looking for a response, Yes. but the people that begin to say, thank you for being transparent. Thank you for being authentic. I can always look to you to be real. You know, 
one person I had no idea that you were even a pastor because you're just real and relatable, you know, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, sometimes we have those stigmas that we're not. Most yeah. of us are relatable, you know, but it was just I begin to do the work and go, OK, God, I see where you want to take this. And he took me back to because remember, I told you my 38th birthday oh. that I came in and I was studying. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And, you know, my substance, God, you know it well. Right. He said, now I'm showing you your substance. He said, now I'm showing you how all of that trauma has become substance. Uh, Yeah, breathe a minute, because it's work. Because you're like, how how do you want me to share that? How do you want? But people are waiting. They're waiting to know that they can really be authentic. And the problem I found is we don't have safe spaces. And it is not predicated on your title. No. Let me say, Michelle wrote Becoming, right? I believe that's the name of Michelle Obama's book. Mm-hmm. Right? There was still a process she had to go through to become. Although we looked at her like, ooh, I want to be like Michelle. Yes. I, I stopped wanting to be like other people. Yeah, girl. girl. Listen, I wrote a blog post um, and you can go to um, thehightening.com and see this blog post, but it's called Flexing. And it talks about how if you look at me from an angle, you'll see me twisting and turning and going backwards and going forward. And you would think she's crazy. But if you look at it from God's level, it's the path that God has designed. So we have to be able to flex and do what God's called us to do when he's called us to do it. You said something earlier about time and place. There's a time and place for everything. And I want to encourage anyone that's listening who has a childhood trauma. As Tracy mentioned, God led her down her journey and her path and when to make that revelation and how to make that revelation. It is extremely important that if you do have a story to share or you do have childhood trauma that you have yet to reveal and have conversations about, it is truly, truly important that you allow God to lead you in how to do that. Whether you go through therapy, whether you confide in your pastor or someone else, but it is crucially important that And I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm being led to say this, that you not reveal your trauma in a manner that can cause you more harm. I was going to say that. Now, understand, before I could before I could reveal that trauma, I had to heal from that trauma. Mm -hmm. Right. So what does that look like? One, of course, I have to be in tune to the Holy Spirit. And I really had to let the Lord guide me. So it caused some journaling. Mm -hmm. It caused me from doing some inner work to dealing with the repercussions that I felt because of it, but ultimately it led to forgiveness. Mm. And I I tell you, I'm not crazy because some people are going to think I'm crazy by what I'm about to say. I asked God to show me what my perpetrator was going through. Because a lot of times hurt people hurt people. And I remember feeling what he was feeling. This ain't God, make me sensitive enough. I don't want to walk around with bitterness. I don't want to walk around with hate. And you know what? It could have been even worse. 
So I thank God that it was not. So I truly could forgive in, in a place that was like, I'm not the forgive. I'm going to forgive you, but you ain't coming this close to me. No, I'm talking about I was able to forgive for real, for real. To the point that I never had a conversation with my perpetrator about what they did. Like, I never said, do you remember when you did this to me? Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I don't even know if they do. Right. But the ultimate challenge was when I came face to face with them and my heart didn't start palpitating. I didn't get nauseous in my stomach. They had come back to the Lord and are being used of the Lord and love the Lord. Their family is restored. And when we saw each other, I was able to embrace them with the love of Christ. Then I knew I was healed. And it is amazing because we still have a relationship now. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. He says he will make your enemies your footstool. It's not that always that you're going to trample over them. Oh, sometimes it's going to cause you to step up. Stay right there. Wait a minute. Go back. Stay right there for a minute. Oh, say that again, Tracy. It is not always that he's going to cause you to trample over them. It just was a step up to help me get to where I was supposed to be. So had that not happened, I would not have been able to level up to another level of forgiveness. I would not have been able to help women get to their authentic truth and heal and walk into what they want to do, what their purpose to do. And not. And so I had to forgive in order for that enemy to become my footstool. As long as I don't forgive, the enemy still has me captive. We still in the battle. But once I forgave, then now it's under my feet and I stepped up or leveled up, as they like to say. And so, you know, I say everybody can't do that. Mm-hmm. Everybody. And I'm not saying that that has to be your path. That's just what God did with me. You know, and so even in the season, we lost other family members. We lost um, other other brothers that uh, their brothers, they're my cousins, truthfully. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to be around them genuinely, genuinely. You know, we had to travel, unfortunately, for a funeral um, in October. And there was no, uh, right. I was free. I was authentically me. And, and I'm a child of the king. And if we walking into rooms with people that hurt us and we still acting funny, we're not acting like our daddy. Because every day we fall short. And every day he draws us closer with his love. Because the Bible says love covers a yes, multitude of multitude, sins. A multitude of sins. A multitude. But, uh, so what you did when you was 15, 16, I had to ask God, help me see their trauma that caused this. And it's been a wonderful freeing thing. Listen, one of the things you talked about, and I I hope people heard it when you talked about the, when your enemy becomes under your feet and a stepping stone, I don't want people, I'm encouraging you. Some of you, may be here already as some of you may take this as a seed you may not be able to accept it but this is seed planting your enemy the word says that our enemy is not flesh and blood that we wrestle not against flesh and blood that we wrestle against principalities and spirit and wickedness in high places sometimes when you are harmed or hurt by someone 
it's very easy to make that person the face of what happened. But when you do that work and you allow God to look at that trauma and allow you to look at that trauma, as we were talking about earlier, you began to create layers to protect yourself. And what's really happening, your real enemy is what you have wrapped yourself in. Yeah. What that, that covering that you've put around that harm, that could be the enemy. That could be what you need freedom from so that you can step on that and go to where God has called you to be. Don't get deceived and get caught up in the person. For, for someone, this is important for you to understand. You need to understand what did you do or what did you seek for comfort? Because that could be what you need to fight. That's what you need to step on to level up. Exactly. You know, I didn't have to fight my cousin. I had to fight feelings of inadequacy. Yes. I didn't have to fight my cousin. I had to fight promiscuity. Yes. I had to fight what the enemy says. See, now this is what's going to comfort you. Now your worth is going to be. I had to fight those things. I had to fight even when I got married. That, And I said this the other day on a, a call uh, previously that I was on. Um, I said, marriage does not mean that I have to be up under you all the time. So I had to fight feeling that I needed to be next to my husband all the time because I needed protection and really believe that God was my protector. Right. So I, didn't, I had to fight being smothering. I had to fight jealousy. There are so many things that the enemy will use your traumas to plan and that you don't even realize you take on. But as you go to you go to the next part of the buffet and you pile something else on your plate, then you go to the next part and you go, oh, I'm gonna go back for seconds for that. And then you're wondering why, you know, especially during uh, different times when you haven't been outside and then you've been wearing mm -hmm. leggings and you go put on those jeans and go, oh, oh, I've gained some extra pounds. You know, I was fooling myself because I was clothed in this. But when I went to put on the real self, I didn't fit. So now I got to lose some weight. I got to lose some excess baggage. Because other than that, I, I'm not I'm, I'm being an imposter again. I don't want back and put on the costume. No, no, no. I need you to strip back down to who you really are, because that's what I could use. I can't use an imposter. It was only one Mary. It was only one Mary, mother of Jesus. One. God didn't say I'm coming back and do it again in somebody else. He didn't say, oh, Yolanda, you know what? You love me. You're humble. You're... No, 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 no. And so we trying to walk around acting like we Mary. And you're not. You Rahab. See? See? But admit that you were Rahab. Admit it. Admit it. That's what he can work with. That's what he can work with. That's what he can work with. You're not, you're not meek and mild. If somebody's listening that, you know, you're like, my personality is so bold. Okay. So is mine. I'm just a little reserved right now today. <laughs> That's all. But it's okay. God could use it if you know how to let him use it. Now, before I could speak, I said, now, Lord, you know my mouth. So you're going to have to teach me how to bridle my tongue. Mm-hmm. So that I could use and speak words sweet as honey and I could speak your wisdom and not when I really want to let you out. I could appear wise because I'm silent. Because the Holy Spirit says, shut up. Yes. We don't want to talk about those things, though. 
We want to present this image and we're suffering because the image is not really who we are. We should be the reflection of Christ, but you can only be the reflection of Christ when you allow Christ to do the work in you. And we want temporary fixes, but I want to be permanently, permanently changed. I want the true transformation. And so I enjoy just helping women walk out and navigate what that is. And there's a process that I have to do that as well. Um, and I'll just give you the first key. If you have not done so, you need to start assessing yourself. Okay. Assessing yourself. Okay. Assessing yourself. Assessing your good qualities, your negative qualities, assessing your traumas, and then start writing out how did it show up? Okay. How did it show up in other places? You know, I had something as simple as, <laughs> I'll be real transparent, right? So when we first got married, my husband, by nature, just was flirty. I knew that. We were best friends beforehand. Right. I saw him run his hand through somebody's hair. Girl, I almost lost my mind. <laughs> now, it was a truly innocent friend. They have been friends since childhood. I almost lost it because it was a past trauma of a bad mm-hmm. relationship. It brought everything up. I had to learn how to communicate. Hey, this is showing up in my life because of this. It actually has nothing to do with you. You know, you just hit on something for women who are in relationships. Sometimes, Tracy, I mean, you really, wow. Our response, when we have a an emotional response, um, you're right. You have to do the work to figure out what that is. You know, what is it about that that made you respond this way before you do the accusations and, and everything else? Take that time yeah. to think about where is this coming from? What about that action, that word, that gesture, you know, is Why you triggering? Your neck? <laughs> right. You know, what is that that triggers for me? And you know, it's it's important to not only do we need to learn it, but if you're in a relationship, you need to also remember when your partner, your spouse responds in a certain way that they may have a trigger and they may not yet be in the position to explain why. So you may have to be patient and allow that process to happen and to unfold. Yeah, my husband and I have a thing called time and tone. Okay. It might not be the right time and I might not come out in the right tone. So I have to give you the the space to process and revisit. We don't fluff it over. We don't brush it under the rug, but we do respect each other enough to go, it's not the right time or right tone. You know, and I can say, babe, can we talk about this, you know, in 24 hours? Mm-hmm. You know. And then be able to come back and say, okay, this is our, what was going on. I prayed about it because I want to make sure I've governed my words right so that you can see and feel what I felt. And this is why. And, and never are we, I never say you make me feel. Okay. I say, I feel, I, we, our I care language is what we call it. I feel this way because of X, Y, and Z. So I'm not accusing you. I'm just telling you how I feel because your feelings are always valid but they're not meant to make your major decisions. Mm. So we process, this is how I feel. Now together, let's work the plan. I'm not going to respond to my emotions because my emotions might've kicked you out the door. 
But that's a whole nother podcast, right? That, that that's a whole nother story. That's, that's a, a whole, whole nother story. story. We can have that. We can have that conversation a whole nother day. Girl. <laughs> but listen, you when you talk about your authenticity and your energy, I truly appreciate you being authentic here. I mean, that's who you are. That's your journey, and that's the space in which you live now. And I've seen you on Instagram sharing your messages with your coffee time with Tracy. So tell us a little bit about coffee time with Tracy. So coffee time with Tracy honestly came about because I like coffee. And I would be in the morning. I was just playing around, learning my Instagram. And I would be making my mountain cabin coffee in the morning. And I just decided, like, I'm going to give a little word of the day. Right? Mm -hmm. And I did it for a couple of days, stopped. And I started getting inboxes. What happened to Coffee Time with Tracy? I was just like, I was just playing around. They were like, no, I really listen to it every day. So I started going, okay, God, what do you want me to say? And so every morning, Monday through Friday, you can find it on my Instagram or on my Facebook stories. I just come in to give a 60 second word of the day, whether it's encouraging you to level up in your purpose, whether it's you understanding not to shrink back, whether it's just saying, hey, you're amazing. And I just came to affirm who you are today. You're always going to find something that is just encouraging. And just know it speaks to me too. Because sometimes I'm challenged. You know, I told you I had something happen that snatched my whole soul. And I had to go back. And I even went to some other coffee time. I couldn't even articulate anything because I was just so devastated. I went to my archives and I pulled some that was speaking to me. And I started posting them. And it's just simply an encouragement because you know what? It's like having a good conversation over a cup of coffee with your girlfriend. You say, hey, yeah, this ticked me off today. I'm like, girl, I need you to get up off your feet. I I need you to get on your feet, pull your big girl panties on, and I need you to keep moving. That's all coffee time is. You know what? Okay, you've been knocked down. Get back up. We're going to bounce back better than before. Okay. That's it. Without, because I recognize, and this is not everybody else's call. And I'm okay with it. Now you get me in the pulpit. I'm going to give you all the scripture you need in the back. But people need people to really speak to their spirit. Yes. And hit it. And I am just planting a 60 second seed that somebody else is going to water. And then after that, you're going to get some inspirational posts. So you're going to know what scripture reference that was, you know, but I'm going to give you something else behind it. But just Mm -hmm. wanted to really hit the heart of people and say, hey, we have a coffee this morning, (laughs) you know. It just evolved. Like even my theme song, someone literally just sent it to me. They watched and they were like, I created this for you. You know, and so it sort of has evolved and taken on this whole world of itself. Um, it is leading to a coffee time with Tracy, 30 day devotional to be your authentic self. Okay, everybody, so, you heard it here. <laughs> coffee time with Tracy. First time, I yes. So that will be coming shortly. Um, and and I love doing it. I really do. And so you can send me suggestions, stuff you want to hear about, and we will move as the Lord speaks. Oh, man, that is amazing. Thank you, Tracy, for sharing that with us. You know, audience, there are some other things about Tracy that you need to know. She has been recognized um, for her commitment. She's received the Ocean County Women's Connection um, Women Who Make a Difference Award. She has also been recognized by the NAACP for her commitment to social change, positive influence, and spiritual leadership. Tracy, you're doing a lot, and I, I know you personally, so I will make the reveal. Um, Tracy and I have known each other 
probably, let's see, our oldest. Is, yeah, it's, it's been a minute. I think before, over 20 years. Yeah, I meant before we had kids. Yeah. And my oldest is 24. So it's exactly, yeah. we've known each other that long. Yes. Wow. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're not old though. We're not old. We're not, we're just we're not, we, great. We're not old in any form or fashion. Um, but I, I love the the transformation that both of us have gone through, our journeys and where God has brought us and how we are now both walking in what God has called us to do. And Sometimes when um, women are trying to find that their place, um, they're not sure how to do it. And sometimes they seek advice in places that really are not appropriate. And um, how or what would you say to someone who's right now kind of contemplating, what do I do? How do I how do I find my authentic self? How do I do what these two women are talking about? And they may not be rooted and grounded yet in the word, or they may be in a relationship and they're so focused on their titles, wife, well, mother. That is the awesome thing of, of what I do. I'm going to say, contact me at tracyakins.com and let's talk. Um, let's have a discovery session because that is exactly who I cater to because there was not anyone that I knew that I felt, Hey, there's safe spaces for us to go to. So Mm -hmm. that is what I created. Um, because you do need that accountability. You do need that place of vulnerability that you can unpack and uncover without, I will say, um, go to therapy Mm -hmm. because I'm not a therapist. So go to therapy. It is okay. But being able to get practical tips to help work through that process. Um, And so go to TracyAkins.com, subscribe to my page. Let's do a discovery session. Let's work together to help carry you to that point that is totally private because you need that private space. And sometimes you're right, Yolanda, it's not in your best friend, you know, because you need to, you need someone that can see you not from the point of where they know you. You know, Let so me, my coach, because yeah. I believe a coach should have a coach. My coach had to view me from the point that she did not know me. Mm-hmm. So when she said, Tracy, this is what's showing up. She had nothing previous to go on. You know, now I've had the pleasure of coaching people I do know and people I don't know. And I just say you have to be ready for the candid yet compassionate conversations. You know, yeah. and sometimes that conversation may look like, no, you just didn't do the work today. You, it, you didn't do the work today. You don't want to face that. And you should sit down with yourself and really be in a space that you are willing and ready. And sometimes people are just not ready. Yeah. Sometimes people say, I'm ready to uncover. And they're not. You know, so you must have a place of, of where you can trust who you are with. Mm-hmm. You must have a person that's going to be available and candid. And there's a difference between a coach and a counselor. Yes. A counselor is going to walk you more through psychologically. And I do some of that, but not in, that's what they are gifted, degreed, studied Mm -hmm. to do. A coach is going to show you a plan how to get from the play. How to get from here to the touchdown. Now you got to do execute 
the moments in the play. Right. You know, and so if you are that woman that, you know, like there is more to me, but I'm caught up in my title. I'm caught up in my job title. I'm caught up in the persona of how people see me. The first thing you gonna have to do is you have to be tired. Tired of carrying the baggage. It wasn't until I was tired that I could do the work. I was tired of guilt speaking to me. I was tired of shame speaking to me. I was tired of trying to live up to your standard. And in the meantime, I'm miserable. If you are tired, then you are ready. But until you get there, I'm going to be honest, you'll be still faking the funk. Yeah. You'll be paying for a coach and not doing the work. Ladies of the heightening, for those of you who are tired, <laughs> TracyAkins.com is where you should go. And this is the beauty of an abundance mindset and understanding abundance. If you're still on that journey, you still have the strength to carry that bag. You're still showing up and having some, um, you haven't met your authentic self. You're not ready yet. That's where the heightening comes in. We're here to encourage you and support you on that journey. You can listen to our podcast. You can join us for Tuesday morning. We have an empowerment call from seven to about 720. You can also read our blog on the website, theheightening.com. But this is where partnership comes in because we will support you until you're ready to do that deeper work. And when you're ready to do that deeper work, we'll say, hey, go call Tracy. Tracy has something <laughs> for you. So there, that's where that abundance and that's where that sisterhood and that's where that collaboration comes in because everybody's not ready. But what you do when you hang out here with us at the heightening, we start, you know, getting you ready. You're in training. You're in training right. to get ready to do that deep work. So Tracy, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for sharing with us, for breaking your news with us about your devotion and ladies, yes, ladies, um, please visit TracyAkins.com. Tracy, any last words? I, listen, I just want to say, be you. You know, I used to tell, I used to teach a little uh, phrase to some middle schoolers, be you and do you, right? Be authentically you. Do what authentically makes you happy. Now, of course, within the confines of living a righteous life. So let me say that because I don't want nobody to take that little sound bite and be like, she said, no, 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 no. But the you that God has created um, is waiting to show up. And the one thing I love is the more work I do, the more she shows up. And so the more work you do, the more she shows up. And you will look back a year from now, two years from now, and you'll not recognize who you are, but you'll recognize who you've become if you're willing to trust him in the process. So Yolanda, thank you so much for having me on today. I so appreciate you and your sisterhood and what you are doing is absolutely amazing. And so I um, I look forward to this deeper connection with the heightening as well. And just listen, ladies, it's time to go up. You've been stuck long enough. It's time to walk in your authentic truth and show up as yourself in your relationship, your careers, your finances, and your future. Yes. So ladies, those of you who want the AIE, the authentic, intentional, empowered life, you are in the right place. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Heightening. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us. Ladies, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us today. 
please visit us at www.thehyphening.com.